You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. Thank you. We're pleased that this morning we have uh, one of our uh, church members who went on to the mission field and came back to minister with us. She's uh, been part of our church for a while now, and she's someone who uh, heard the call of God to go to Ghana, Africa. She had been there before, but she went back more recently, and uh, she is working with uh, uh, Duomena Foundation, which is a foundation that helps women and children who are caught in human trafficking. Um, and there's a spiritual dynamic, too, that she'll explain a little bit more to as well. Uh, the foundation also works with tribal leaders for peace in the area and trying to make sure everyone gets along okay. Uh, she is also a part of Fafa FM, which is a radio station in Ghana in which she is teaching regularly on doctrine and things of that nature as well. And so she is someone that loves the Lord, loves helping those who are less fortunate, highly accomplished in so many other ways. But uh, she was back home for these few weeks visiting mom, and so we figured, hey, you know what, would you come and share with us what is going on with your ministry and to bring the word of God to us today. So we welcome Diane Mawena Westcott as she comes to bring the word today. Okay, well, good. Hallelujah. God is good. That's right. Who said all the time? You got it right. There you go. <laughs> all the time, God is good. <clears throat> Sorry for the congestion that happens. Before I get started with a word that God has given me for the U.S., not just for this church, I've already given it once on a Zoom meeting. We actually had somebody from India in that meeting. But for the U.S., it's the time for it. <clears throat> But I just want to tell you how happy I am to be here. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for allowing me to come and give you a little introduction to Duamenafa. Duamenafa means let us coexist in peace. You know, God gives us a free will. And sometimes here, just like there, we don't want people to have that free will. We want them to believe what we believe. And there's nothing wrong if we're believing right. But if God has given us a free will, then if they want to worship idols, or if you want to worship as a Catholic or as a Methodist or as a anything, you have a right to do that. But sometimes our freedom infringes on the freedom of somebody else. And that's not good. And that's where God says no. We are about promoting peace, peaceful coexistence. And a lot of people think, ah, but they're not Christians. Ah, they're not this, they're not that. But as I said, God gives us a right to believe and to be anything we want. There's no limits to that. Yes, we will suffer the consequences of wrong choices, yes. But we still have the right. God doesn't want robots serving him because he makes them. He wants you to come of your own volition. 
what's happened and what I've seen happen, and I'm watching from afar, and I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about the nation, is there's been a division that's happened. And there's been offense taken. The spirit of offense is huge in this country. There's different principalities in different countries. And in Ghana, there's envy, jealousy, pride. Here, there's division, offense, pride. Uh, but all of it just leads to bringing down what God intends. So what I want us to do today is I want us to start with something we all know. And then I'm going to talk seriously about what this prayer actually says. We're going to start with the Lord's Prayer from Matthew 6, 9 through 13. 9 through 13. And if you know it, just say it with me, okay? Before I do that, I, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come. This service is yours. This message is yours. Holy Spirit, just take it. And do with it what you want. Bring revival, bring renewal, bring reconciliation. In the name of Jesus, amen. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us or trespasses. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, I have a question for you. Did you just curse yourself? I want you to think about what this says when you get to verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Have we forgiven those? Have we forgiven those who offended us? Have we forgiven? Because if we haven't, we just ask God, don't forgive us. Don't forgive us. Because we haven't forgiven. And we think about this and we go, oh. I was teaching this online on, on, the, on air the other day or a few weeks ago. And this woman got on. She says, oh, I'm going to think about that. I can't. She says, oh. She says, when I, she says, I can't even say that right now because she knew there were people that she hadn't forgiven. We have a big divide in this country. I can't tell you when it started. I think it started before the politics. I think it started before the COVID, but the, the, the plan of the enemy is to divide and conquer. And how has he divided this country? We were even talking about civil war here. Why? Because everybody is using their God-given right to believe what they want to believe, and we don't want them to. We said, oh, I don't believe like you do. I don't believe in this. I don't want that. That's not on my agenda, not on my, you know, not on my watch, and we get all offended, but that's pride against God's will. 
God wants you to be able to make the choices for yourself. And we hold this against people. We won't talk to certain people. Even families are divided. Even my own family, I see it. One won't talk with the other two because of their worldview compared to whatever view. And it's no good. If we really want God to take over, if we really want Holy Ghost revival, we're going to have to clean ourselves up. Judgment begins in the house of God. And right now, if we're holding an offense against somebody, if we haven't forgiven them, some, oh, I forgive them, but every time their name comes up, they just kind of cringe. You haven't forgiven them. Sorry, I'm being straight up today. <laughs> Verse 14 and 15 say, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. These are Jesus' words. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive yours. He didn't say maybe he wouldn't. He said he wouldn't. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. Turning to Matthew 18... And we'll start at 23. Well, actually, Peter in 21 said, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother who sins against me? Seven times? And he said, no, 70 times seven. So he goes into this story. Therefore, is the kingdom of God likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants? And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now, we have no idea how much that is. I do have a reference from the Bible I was reading, and it says a talent was a measure of weight, usually 58 to 80 pounds. One talent of silver was worth more than 15 years' wages. One talent of gold was worth even more. So 10,000 talents would be an inconceivable amount of debt for a slave in the king's service to repay. Was it, even, was it even possible for him to repay? Could he repay that? Never. No. Okay, we'll get into that. For as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife and his children, and all that he had in payment to be made, even if it was just small. The servant, therefore, fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him of all that debt. He forgave him all that debt. In order to forgive, we must be moved with compassion on the one who owes us, who has offended us, who has sinned against us. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence, which is a hundred days' wages, more or less, for a laborer. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not. 
but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then the Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? The Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due him. How long would that take? Forever. Forever. Ah. So likewise, my heavenly Father, do also unto you. This is Jesus talking, and he's pointing straight at us, okay? If ye from your hearts forgive not every one of his brothers their trespasses. Oof. It reminds me of a song. He paid a debt I did not, he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Anyway, that was horrible, but... Jesus is saying, you can't pay your debt. The, ho- the Heavenly Father has forgiven you freely all your debt and freed you from the prison, from the tormentors. He's freed you. You're free. But if you can't forgive your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, your neighbor, your family, Christian or not, if you can't forgive their trespasses against you, and they're so small next to our sins against the Father, he'll take it all back. And he'll say, no, you're going to pay. And you go to hell. You go to hell. That's pretty straight, but isn't that what he says? Here's a scripture that we love to quote from Mark 11:22 through 26. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And that's where we stop. But it goes on. And he says, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Sometimes we're kind of like the people that are mentioned in um, Isaiah 58, we're talking about fasting, and he says, well, we fast, we love you, we, we come to you, we serve you, and we pray, but we don't ever see the answers to our prayers. Is that where we are today? Are we seeing the answers to the serious matters that we pray about? If not, how come? 
Is it possibly because we got hidden unforgiveness in our heart? Our heart's not clean before God. We need to check ourselves, check our check ourselves. If some, if God is putting somebody on your heart right now, don't throw that away. Even if you think you've forgiven them, don't throw that away. You got to learn to be able to bless them freely and uh, pray for them and give to them. We don't realize sometimes that forgiveness isn't about full reconciliation, trust, full trust, um, and all those things. It's basically saying, I'm dismissing that sin. I'm releasing you. I'm pardoning you. I'm letting go. It's a, like a complete forgiveness. But it doesn't, does it matter if the person asks for forgiveness? Do they need to ask before you forgive them? Well, did anybody ask Jesus when he was hanging on the cross? But yet he freely said to, his, you know, to the Father, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. One of the things we don't maybe understand is that sinners are blind. They can't see. They have no idea where they are, where they're going, you know, and, and the way. They don't know it. Our response to them is either going to be go into that darkness and stay in unforgiveness, and then everybody's on their way to somewhere they don't know, or we can be the light. We can forgive, and the light of God comes in, and it's like, You've forgiven me, but I didn't even ask. You've forgiven me? What do I do? Because they see a light that they didn't see before. They didn't earn it. They didn't deserve it. And if you can't do it in your flesh, that's a fact. It doesn't matter how bad you feel about somebody, how long the abuse or the... Um, the offense or the sin against you has gone. doesn't matter what it is. Imagine the parents of the children in Texas going to the boy and forgiving him. That's happened. I've read stories about that happening, and it brings reconciliation. It brings salvation. It brings so much. So what are we doing with those offenses? We need to look at it just like these people can't see. Are you going to jump on somebody because they're blind? Oh, maybe they tripped over your feet. Ah, what are you doing? You know, no, let me help you. That's what we need to do with sinners, no matter what kind of sin they're in. They're idol worshipers. That's what promoting peaceful coexistence is about. There was a time when the apostles got, or the disciples at the time, got very offended at the Samaritans. Jesus was on his way to the cross. He had his mind focused on the cross. And they were going, he sent these guys ahead to prepare a place for him in Samaria. And the Samaritans wouldn't have him. Oh, James and John got mad. Ah! These guys, Lord, will thou command us to command, uh, let us command fire 
down from heaven and consume them just like Elijah did. Oh, I tell you, in Ghana, fire prayers, fire, 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 die, 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 kill, 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 is a part of that culture. But it's not a part of God and Christianity. Jesus said, he rebuked them. He said, you know not what spirit you're of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy lives, but to save them. Jesus just kept going. He thought, no, no skin off my nose, I'll just keep going. And he did, and that's what we need to do. Oh, somebody said something about us. Somebody doesn't like the way that we, we do. Just keep going. We're not about getting approval of men. We're about getting the approval of God, no matter what. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Forgiveness is not about them. It's not about how they're going to feel like they got away with it because you've forgiven them and they can do anything they want. That's not what it's about. Forgiveness is about you. When you forgive, you have just removed the bondage and the poison that has been in your heart the wrath, the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, the offense, the division, all those things are roots of unforgiveness. And as long as that's in us, it's going to eat us up. And eventually it's going to stress us out to the point we're going to die. And we're going to hell. Because the word says, and I've read it, it says, you don't do that. So... So forgiveness is for us. It doesn't matter what they think. Faith is that way. You know, when we talk about loving Jesus and accepting Jesus, if we've been wicked from the very beginning, if we've done some horrific things, sometimes people say, huh, they got away with that easier. I don't think God will forgive them of that. And we resent faith through grace, grace through faith. We, for, we resent that because we think they should pay. They should pay. But did we pay? No. So we don't need to resent forgiving somebody. Last scripture is Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, love, which is the bond of per perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. I would like us to pray. Hallelujah. I would like us to pray for compassion. Because twice in there it says he had compassion on him 
so he could forgive him. If compassion is missing, we'll never be able to forgive in the fullness that we need to. So I want us to pray for compassion. If there's anybody here that you've been offended by or that you need to forgive, go to them. I'm really, (laughs) it's not a comfortable thing. It's not a comfortable message. But in order to have the fullness of everything God wants, and if you've seen the spirit of life and liberty and the the gifts of the spirit and God just kind of going downhill in the church, maybe it's because we've held this unforgiveness in our heart and we've had division. I said it's not, I'm not talking to you as a church alone. It's all over. And I want, and I'm seeing even in Ghana, but I, I think we need to start here because judgment starts in the house of God. So today, let's pray for compassion, love for one another. And pray and bless those, even if you're in your seat, pray and bless those. If they're not here, bless your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and abuse you. Love them that hate you. Love them. Just love them. They're blind. They can't see. Let's stand. I want you to stand. Hallelujah. If you want to come to the altar, you can. If you want to, I'm I'm sure they'll invite people to come up after for prayer. You can wait. But I want us to pray today, right now, for compassion, for mercy in our lives toward others. And only God can give that to you. Only God can be the one. If our flesh is unable, I can't forgive them. That's, it's been too long. I can't forgive them. Too much water under the dam. No. It's true. You can't. But God can in you if you allow him. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And he has to flee. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come and we humble before you. We ask you, Lord, to open our hearts to see, Lord, to see where we are. Show us, Lord God, any unforgiveness, any malice, any bitterness, any resentment, any offense that we are holding against somebody. It could be everybody on the opposite side of the political realm. It could be everybody that's on the opposite side of anything, I think. Father, help me to understand they they have a right to believe that. Help us, Lord, not to infringe on the rights of somebody else, but Lord, help us to let it go and trust you. If they're making the wrong choices, help us to be a light without stepping on their toes. But Lord, help us to to pray for wisdom. Help us to pray for them. Pray them out of hell and into glory. Show us how to walk in compassion. Show us how to walk in mercy. Show us how to walk in love. Be that in us. Fill us with your spirit. Father, as we release these things to you, fill us with your spirit. And Lord, Let us be free. Heal us. Deliver us, Lord, and deliver those and heal those, Lord, 
that we can't see today. Father, thank you so much for loving us, for forgiving us, and for making us in your image and your likeness. Let us be that by the walk in your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Stay right here. You guys can be seated. I so appreciate that message. Some years ago, I read a book by R.T. Kendall called Total Forgiveness. And what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness isn't saying what they did was okay. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness isn't trust. Forgiveness doesn't mean that that things go back to the way that they were beforehand. It just means that what I'm doing is I'm giving this over to God and not carrying this anymore. You say, well, they got away with it. No, no, don't forget. Every man stands before God and will be held accountable for their actions. So what you're saying is, I want to be clean and let God deal with that person because no one ever gets away with it. Even the person that committed those horrible acts down at the school in Texas. He didn't get away with it because he was killed by the police. He will have to stand before God for what he did. So just remember that. And he's like, well, I have problems with forgiveness. Forgiveness is an everyday thing. It's not a one and done. you got to just give it to God every single day and say, I choose to let go of this because I don't want it to poison my own soul and because I need forgiveness. And because if that's the condition, the clause that's necessary for my forgiveness from the Father, okay, I'm willing to do that choose to do it. It's not something you feel, it's something you do. Amen. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.